Say great. I said good. Good. What's better, good or great? Great. I don't go for good. I go for great. Well, you said the opposite. I know. I I say things oppositely often. Mm -hmm. Opposite. Things I say oppositely. <laughs> Dyslexia. Good morning. Good Welcome morning. to the Ashes Trubies live stream where we talk about life and recovery and so much more. Everything in between. What I was thinking of. Oh, I have two things. Number one thing yep. is that I'm on a cleanse and I failed yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think I have a great quality. Not a good quality. A great quality. I can overlook failure. Within myself. Uh -huh. Really easily. You? Not so much. <laughs> no, I, wait, I wait, actually wait. do. Do I, you mean that you can't overlook failure in me? You can overlook <laughs> You can overlook it when it's your own, but not oh, in easily. other people's. Oh, easily. Like, I overlook uh -huh. my own failures. Gotcha. Like, oh, like, it's not a people. big deal because I know my heart. I know my heart. But you're hard on other people. I don't know if I'm, I don't know, maybe I am. I try, well, I try not to, to be. Say? Do you feel that I'm hard on you? What were you trying to say? I was trying to say that this is how I failed. I went to go pick up tacos at the... Uh, at the. Um, no, no, no. But you were... you. What were you saying about... I can overlook failure in myself, but... Because I know my heart. Yeah. But I don't know other people's heart, so it's just failure. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. But I don't think I focus on other people's failures. I don't, maybe I do. Um, I don't feel I do. I feel like it doesn't really matter if other people don't... Yeah, it's a good conversation. <laughs> Are you talking about other people or just me? No, yeah, there's other people. If if they fail, then that's uh, their own failure. But yeah, maybe it's yeah, maybe there's a deeper conversation here off camera. If if I, I don't have, feel like you're really if, hard on me. Okay, if I you bring stuff up, like you'll say. Stuff. I feel like I'm easy on you. Like I try to be your cheerleader, but then when you're in failure, I just don't even bring it up. Like, I, I feel like you should talk to the camera. I feel your beach body friends might be missing you, but but that's that's neither here nor there. There's no uh, that's your own journey. I've only worked so, out once this week. So in that this year week, I worked out twice last week. Did you? I know. Oh no, that's good. I thought it was zero. Oh, in your head, you were being a lot harder on me. No, not hard. Like I'm not hard on you at all. Like I'm. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, so here's here's what happened. I am wearing my workout clothes though. <laughs> I wear them every morning just in case it's going to happen. That. That's, I'm like... <laughs> the so, only way it's going to happen. So I can tell by your heart. Like, I can tell by you having gym clothes on. I can I can you see by... My heart I see, is good. You can almost see your heart. And maybe this is how women start wearing gym clothes all the time. They oh never my used goodness. to wear gym clothes. And you've been so critical of them for wearing gym clothes even though they don't work out. And I don't want anybody to know that I'm good. critical about women who wear gym clothes out. Because I think that's almost every woman. So don't stir up incitement, please. I have enough troubles. Um, but You have enough troubles? No, no, no. It's not a comment that you make all the time. I think that's good. It we've talked about, your heart. But we've talked about, about how... Um, People have a value for hard work. Um, and we work hard. hard and, and so they wear work clothes, yeah, yeah. even though they're not actually working, they're wearing work clothes. And so we've just talked about that, like yeah, branding. Life, how, how clothing choices have changed to represent value and not actual like practicality of like, oh, I need these workout clothes on because I'm working out. No, I just need these workout clothes because 
they're comfortable they're and comfortable. I and might I, work out. And I might work. <laughs> I might. I'm planning on working out today, so I'm going to wear them to motivate. If a midday me. workout strikes me, I want to be ready. Imagine just like oh, it just strikes you. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're down in the gym sweating, going like, oh wow. But isn't that how that that is exactly how my alcoholism worked? I literally have gone somewhere and then in between that place and the and a bar or a beer store, yeah, just suddenly. It's a, no, it's no, no. a state of oh, mind. Oh, oh, oh. So you've like never gone to get good. pizza and a midday bender yeah, struck you. Struck me. Yeah. Happens all the time. Like, it's not even uncommon. I wish it would happen to the gym, though. Like, exactly what you're saying. Next gotcha. thing you know, I'm just sweating, going like, man, I've been on this bike for 10K. <laughs> no. That doesn't happen to me. No. It doesn't happen to me with drinking. Maybe it can, though. No, it doesn't happen with you drinking. But I can have a day that is smooth sailing, and then... So if I... Just a little confession. Like, and this is how simple it is. When there's... Can confess to the camera? When there's failure. Are you whining about my breath again? Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No, I just feel like you need to give this confession oh, to the, the people. To the people. Yeah. To Okay, so... Um, I believe that failure doesn't have to consume me like it used to because I would fail something and then just scrap it all. Um, but in this situation, I'm doing a cleanse of gluten and of the sugar. Okay. And um, I we were out me and me and my uh, sidekick. We were um, um, we were at the Mexican store to get the tortillas, the beautiful tortillas, because yesterday was taco night. And we were leaving, it was 3 p.m., and I was like, empanada, empanada? Suddenly, empanada came into my head. They have empanadas there, handmade empanadas. Is and this empanada, how you used to wind up at the bar when you yeah. were supposed to be getting pizza? Empanadas okay. are basically pizza pops. Pizza pops okay. are phenomenal, but this is like next level phenomenon. This is taking phenomen- a long, phenomenon- a long phenomenon- Okay, so I just, on the way out, I asked, I said, oh, can I get a couple empanadas? You want the sausage, you want the beef, you want the uh, spinach, you want the, I said uh, spinach. No, I didn't say spinach. I said ground beef and sausage. So I had those, I come to the car and um, Jordan is like, what is that glorious smell? I open them up. We have empanadas. And he's like, oh, wow, these are good. He goes, are they gluten-free? And I'm like, oh, no, they're not gluten-free. Oh, crap. It doesn't make sense but anyway I ate how you anyway. decided that you have to be gluten-free. But I ate because I'm doing healthier. a cleanse. If I'm doing not, a cleanse. Yeah, but you're not cleansing from anything. I am. Like, from, I get the sugar thing. But anyway. Don't attack thanks for your my program. Thanks and, for your confession. And then my, my little friend. At worship and prayer last night, she brought dreaded sugar in the form of gelato. I know. I was there. So, today is a new day. Maybe you need to talk to God about how to be able to to say no. About, no, but how do you incorporate, like, so is this about the expectations that you put on yourself? Okay, so I have people that do cleanses, like people that drink that do cleanses, and they don't drink for a month. So if they drink after 10 days, then they the, the cleanse isn't 30 days. So I'm doing a cleanse for three months of gluten and sugar. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't even need advice or opinion. So it's not like you're trying to eat healthy. You're just trying to not eat. But I am eating healthy. I'm eating very healthy in the last 12 days. I've had power shakes for lunch. I've had granola and yogurt. And then I think we've gone out to eat maybe once or twice. Do you know we've been circling around on this wagon for how many years now? Okay. 
I'm done talking with you. <laughs> I'm going to talk with my friends. Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> you, you have become irritating. <laughs> do, you ever get, do you ever get in conversations with people that you would like to say what I just said to you? But you can't. You just have to endure the in- we only, irritating conversation. We only ever treat our spouse like that. I think if we were more honest... I think that would be a great relationship to have. You do are you? now irritating me. Let's do our reading. Thank you for joining us. All right, is it the 13th today? And then you walk around wondering why you have no friends. That could happen. Okay, January the 13th. When will I realize? Is it the 13th? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Thursday the 13th. Why? Oh, no, that's, that's Friday. nothing. That's Friday. Friday the 13th. <laughs> Forget it. When when will I realize that I need not permit the alcoholic's behavior to confuse my life and destroy my peace of mind? When? When will I learn that there is no compulsion in law or ethics that forces me to accept humiliation, uncertainty, and despair? Have I perhaps accepted it because I have a subconscious desire to, for martyrdom? Do I secretly relish feeling sorry for myself, and want sympathy from others. Today's reminder, I have the right to free myself from any situation that interferes with my having a decent life and pleasant experiences. Every human being is entitled to live without fear, uncertainty, discomfort. I should take a firm stand and hold fast to whatever decision I make to help not only myself and my family, but the suffering alcoholic as well. Constant wavering can only hinder me from breaking out of my present thinking patterns. Quote for today, God guide me to make the right decision and give me fortitude to cling to it against all pressures and persuasions. Mm. This is... Is this really... They're saying something to somebody. About the cleanse? No. (laughs) No, Is this about the cleanse? Okay. We're moving on. No, 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 no. It's this is early. How do I juggle early recovery? But then I can take this con. So they are telling you something. They are telling somebody something on like somebody something, but not telling them. So can I live in my home in peace and comfort and safety with an active alcoholic or drug addict? They're not going to tell you that. I know they're not for you to decide. That's for. But are they telling me this? And because they come, they come at it is like you deserve this and not this, and then you can make decisions not to be the victim in the circumstance that you're a part of. Is really what this is saying. But this is early recovery in a very intense way because there are people living in addictive relationships. Mm-hmm. The chaos, the control, the fixing, the manipulation, the I'm going out to get pizza and not come home for three days and, and the, the wife being there phoning 300 right. times a day. And so there's like the nice thing about the way that Al-Anon approaches the problem is that, you know, Al-Anon is basically... telling the family, hey, you can make other choices. Like, free yourself doesn't, you know, there's a lot of different ways that I can free myself. But it's really important to realize, like, 
and be asking myself these questions of, do I relish feeling sorry for myself and want sympathy from others? You know, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. especially when I've been in the chaos cycle of, you know, of, and you know, there's trauma, but then there's also like the little traumas that add up. And so, you know, we can wind up in a situation where it's like death by a thousand paper cuts you know, there's big traumas, mm. but then there's also like the mm. little traumas of like my entire life has been this, these little traumas. But And I don't even necessarily realize that I actually relish feeling sorry for myself and and wanting others to feel sorry for me. Yeah, because then you vomit on it. But here's what I hear a little bit, and it's just from my perspective of this reading, is they say it's... It's a right to free myself from any situation. So if I'm in a situation that is is controlling, manipulative, addicted, um, dishonest, then I don't. I can leave that situation. It doesn't mean divorce the situation. It doesn't mean like for my best interest. But here, here's the kicker: because constant wavering can only hinder me from breaking out. Think about. I can. I make. To help not only myself, but my family, but the suffering alcoholic as well. Sometimes the suffering alcoholic or drug addict needs to be alone and go, I can't pay my bills. I'm, I got nobody. Nobody loves me. And, and it can motivate the person to get real help. Yeah. So there, there's that perspective. There is well. that perspective. And I find it, you know, it's, it's interesting because... <clears throat> Because you come from the the perspective of the alcoholic and on, you know, this far down the road, it's interesting to hear you say like, yeah, maybe I needed to be alone. Well, I did. But at the, you know, I remember in those days of like, there was, there was no, yeah, you're right. I need to be alone. (laughs) No, no, of course not. The alcoholic never wants to be alone. I need enablement. But here's the kicker for me is here. It's being directed by God. Yes. God, guide me to make the right decision mm-hmm. and give me the fortitude to cling to it against all pressures and persuasions. So if yeah. you feel that it's in in God's direction to leave a situation, to be absent from it for a while, then then that's up to you and God and, and for mm-hmm. you to follow through with it. But if you get humans telling you what to do, yeah. hide your bank account. Um, move out and kick him out, whatever it is. Lots of people have lots of advice and you know, the reality is that when you're going through this cycle, you wind up separating yourself from the people whose advice you can't follow, you know, or feel like having disturbing, disturbed relationships with some friends or some family that are like hardline, you know, why can't you do this? It's only inside myself, like only. And so asking God to guide me, asking God to help me, you know, and show me the right way and the right decisions and give me the strength to, because, you know, what I did or how, how I, how the decisions that I made, somebody else could make very different decisions. Mm -hmm. Their decisions don't need to be the same. And then as a cheerleader on the outside, maybe a family member, maybe people that have been involved in helping, it's the hardest thing not to be like, stop doing the same thing over and over again. Like, yes. But that's what happens when we start giving advice, advice giving. Right. is like we get frustrated. We have an expectation. Uh, so many times they don't follow through. So it's like, yeah. how do I have hands off and let God do God? Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh, that was a heavy one. All right. 
William, how you doing? Hi, William. Out in, in, in beautiful British Columbia, Kelowna. Um, and uh, we just thank everybody for joining us. Stay safe. Keep the peace. Wash your hands. And sign up for LifeLab. Um, if you want uh, a process to go through, then this is a, a process of freedom, of taking, um, uh, guiding your hand into God's hand. Um, and for him to solve all your problems. So, yeah, we have that as a, as a free offer. If you want that, then message us and we can give you a membership. And we will leave you on that note. We'll see you tomorrow.